0: welcome bike big content it's been a minute it's been a week it's been a month probably more have we done an episode in 2023 Mm -hmm. we did right yeah one or two and we're
1: like we won't miss
0: we won't miss just the first six we'll miss
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but but I have heard from multiple people that they've been missing it. Yeah. Which is exciting. So at least someone is watching.
0: I have heard, you know, people don't know what they love until it's actually gone. Yeah. This is probably not one of those. I don't know if it's real or not. Like people are like, Oh, where have you been? And I'm like you didn't fucking aren't paying attention anyways when we put up episodes. Why don't we start there? Like that was a goal. And then we just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot going on. Right. So it's like, there's part of you that's when, when I outwardly put out a goal and then I just like, don't do it. You know, I feel like an idiot. Mm. I feel kind of like a fraud. I feel kind of like, uh, you know, if I'm out here trying to like inspire people and then I put myself on a pedestal and then I don't reach that or it's not even, it's not even necessarily that I don't reach it, but it's just kind of like, we're not even going to try to do it. You right. Know? Right. Like, we could have put more of an effort, but I also think... Uh, I definitely don't put this on you. This is way more like the internal situation here at BG. We need to figure out, I think, before I... Because I, this is more of, like, a deeper show that gets into the internal workings of things. So by the time we got back on here, I needed to have everything straightened yeah, out. Yeah. Um, I needed to have my head right. So I don't know.
1: I think it's relatable. People set goals, and then they're like, whatever. But I think the best thing that we could do is now... Have stick with itness. Now, never, now, never, never miss miss (laughs) it. Now we never miss, (laughs) right? But it's, it's. I think it's real, and people understand that you set these goals, and real life shit happens. The real life shit that happened to you just happened to also be in your business, but Mm -hmm. family emergencies, and you know, there's reasons why you can't do it every single day or every single week, and that's okay. But understanding that. In the grand scheme of things, if we're taking this mindset of, like, we're going to do this for the year, for two years, for five years, then six episodes in a l- is really a little blip. Um, yeah. So I, I think point. I think
0: what bothered me the most was just the fact that I was like, oh, yeah, Jack's traveling. And I knew damn well. Like, that had nothing to do. We could have done episodes yeah. while you were traveling. Yeah. But it was just like, a, I'm not in the mindset to do it. I think it's just really important not to judge yourself when you're going through All this kind of stuff. There's so much that we could talk about right now. We could talk about the traveling. We could talk about the last month in terms of...
1: Well, I hit my goal for the year.
0: 100K on TikTok.
1: No. Well, that I smashed through. Yeah. Uh, I got goal? engaged, remember? Oh, right. Dude, I didn't even <laughs> say congratulations outside of fucking Instagram. What a dick I am.
0: You didn't tell me you were doing that before you went.
1: I didn't tell anyone. Okay. So my family. Well, that just, wasn't like me getting mad. I, was, no, no, I didn't no, remember no, if you No, I know, but it's become a huge thing because in today's day and age, everyone needs to know before they know. And there needs to be
0: like a vlog. There needs yeah. To be, yeah I the
1: it. only people that know were my parents. And Casey and then her parents and her sister, like Casey's girlfriend didn't know. Hallie's best friends didn't know. So we kept it really tight to the vest, which was tough. Uh, It taught me that if I were to go cheat on her, it's doable. But (laughs) God, I would not be able to live day to day. Like it's 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 sad, like how easy it is to lie. But it's like you just live with especially the day of. The day of it's eating you She up. freaked out at me because it was our six year anniversary of dating, which was the whole plan. Uh. And she posted an Instagram and people were like, where's the ring? Where's the ring? And so she was like, this is embarrassing. And I'm like, you got six hours. Like, I wish you could say something, but you can't because they don't know. So how long you have it planned for that? That was going like to be like the day two months. Two months? Yeah. Yeah. Was it in Aruba. In Aruba on the beach, it was nice. Awesome, yeah. I'm happy for you, dude. So I hit my goal. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy for both of you. All right, so you hit your goal. Yeah, it
0: was easy. It was yeah. easy one. You wiped out right away. So you missed one. You made one. Exactly. You're back to you're yeah, back to I'm square zero. zero. Yeah. I got to get back to square zero. <laughs> I almost feel like the right way to do this is probably to allow you to take the reins here. Yeah. And almost question from the outside anything that you saw in particular that you were like, "What's this? What is that? You know, what's the mindset now?" Rather than me. Dictating and just doing an open uh, dialogue because I think I've made a couple vlogs in the last month or so where I've like talked about it, but like might be other things. I I want to go
1: at it from a couple angles. One, like you have been the voice, but it's more like I can pick your brain and it'll be helpful. And like two, how's it help creators? Creators who want to be in the spot where they're hired by a company and understanding like why you let creators go um and also like how a creator who becomes a business person has to deal with right your way of creating and also running a business we're big believers in like transparency and openness is going to help other people navigate similar situations but also like you couldn't be completely transparent and open because there's things that like it's not fair to them it's not fair to you it's not beneficial to the business uh like did you see nba top shot roham that whole thing Someone wrote a hit hit piece on him about how he spends crazy and all this stuff. And like in the grand scheme of things, if they could be completely open and just show, did he do it or not? That would probably make sense. But that's like when you're talking about a business that was valued at $7 billion, that's just not how you do things, right? So as you grow, how do you manage that openness, right? Can you, who used to put out like your yearly revenue, whatever, when it was just you or one other person... Do you still feel you can do that? So I think like that's how I want to attack it is just where your head's at on all that. So uh, one, how did you how much did you feel comfortable sharing uh, and how much do you feel comfortable
0: sharing now? I will say out of everything career wise, work wise that I've ever gone through, this is the thing that I've been least comfortable sharing about. Yeah, because I understand every word that I put out has an impact on a lot of things. And people that are important to me, which is like the grand scheme of things. I get a lot of comments like, if you could just, if you just like told us exactly what happened or like why you let them go or like X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yeah, here's the thing though. If 10,000 people commented that, I still care more about the (laughs) two people and their future than I do about your 10,000 opinions. Which is why it's like, I can be honest, but I don't know if it does anyone good that I actually care about doing well right. in the situation. And
1: and people will still speculate on you talking vaguely in general. They'll be like, oh, so Max, you know, Animal and Ike really did fuck up or they really were. But it's not that. It's just like it's between you guys. And- I will
0: say if I, I don't regret the decision whatsoever, I don't regret like the direction whatsoever. I think probably the one thing out of this entire thing I do regret is even going on camera and... Even giving the justification of what's going on. Yeah. Like, I don't even really need to do that, saying yeah. like, hey, they're not working here anymore, this is why. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably a reaction of me. Okay, so it happened on a Monday. I think nothing happened Monday or Tuesday. It was yeah. very, obviously a very emotional, like 48, 72 mm-hmm. hours. Wasn't sure what the next shoe to drop was going to be. Yeah. You know, like I knew I'd eventually have to address it. I didn't know at what length I wanted to address it. I didn't know like what direction it was going to take by that point when I did have to get on camera animal and like both, you know, made their own personal TikTok videos. I don't even want to say like the word address just like kind of mm. makes me angry now. Cause it feels like TikTok people feel like you owe them this yeah, whole like address yeah. every time anything happens. <laughs> right. But it's like, you know, I came out made a video and was just like, Hey, I'm not working at BDG anymore. You know, end of story. Animal came out and said, Hey, I'm not working at BDG anymore. And then he kind of dove into it. Yeah. He didn't like dive into it, but he yeah. threw a couple of things out there that he's allowed to say what he wants to say. Put me in a position where I felt like, okay, you're addressing some things that didn't need to go out to the outside world. Therefore, I probably need to also dive into that boat Mm -hmm. where I, as a leader and in the position that I'm in, probably shouldn't have even, like, got down to that level. Yeah, You know, like, his video was, you know, there was one thing that I didn't do. Right. I think I should have been let go X, Y, Z. And like, that's that's a very like TikTok-y answer. That's mm-hmm. c- clearly no context behind that. Right. So when I address it and I was like, they didn't do this, they didn't do something. Mm-hmm. Therefore, as a business, this is how you have to operate. Like yeah. that felt like it wasn't me. That right. felt like it was me emotionally acting in the situation based off of what was said by other people. And like, that's something I don't typically do. Mm-hmm. Like when I put something vulnerable out there, it's from me inside, like the way I'm actually feeling. Yeah. And I kind of felt like that, what I said there was dictated by something else that was put out there. So that, that's kind of like my only regret. Like I wish I didn't even, and I know there'd be even more speculation out there now, like what really happened, like yeah. what's going on behind the scenes, shit like that. But I almost feel like if I couldn't go hundred percent in on the truth behind everything, then it probably wasn't even worth opening that can of worms to begin with. So I think out of the whole situation, that was the only thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was fully expecting the, like the backlash fully expecting what was going to happen leading up to that. And I knew it would be like a tough month afterwards. And I knew people would get over it afterwards, which we're at that point now where it's like, not really a big deal anymore. You know, life happens. These things happen in real life. So in terms of what I'm comfortable sharing, like that's the only thing is like, I don't, I don't want to share like negative aspects because it doesn't feel like it's helping anybody. Mm -hmm. I like opening up and sharing things when I feel like it can help people relate. It can help people get through things. It can help people feel like, Oh, I'm going through this shit. Like, He's also going through a tough time, but I don't want to put negativity out in the world just for the sake of people like getting their gossip fix. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no need for that.
1: Yeah. So, so you don't regret the decision. You know, it's the right decision as a business owner. Do you, I also want to put on
0: record, like, you know, when I say like, I don't regret the decision or it's the right direction for us, that, that doesn't mean that does not like directly point towards those guys as an individual whatsoever, right? Like if you're a fucking baseball team, it's like, oh, this guy's a great basketball player where the direction of our team is not to bring on a bat. You know what I mean? Like that. I just want to make that like crystal clear. Like I don't want to. It's even
1: staying within the baseball analogy. Like you needed someone who who could steal bases, not necessarily hit home runs. Like you, you might've just needed a different role, which is a dynasty role as opposed to an entertainment role. Yeah. Um, So, all right, you've, you've shared that, you kind of relied on others to help you through the time emotionally. What about when it came to making the decision, right? Because obviously it's your business. You can do whatever you want. I think that I agree. I don't know the inner workings and I think that whatever decision you make will lead you in the right direction. Is there any bit of, um, like, did you speak to anyone about the actual decision not necessary to get multiple viewpoints because this, this entrepreneurial journey can be not, I don't even want to say lonely. It's just like, sometimes if you're not surrounded by other people, you might just be like, Oh, this is the right thing to do. You talk to a couple of friends. They're like, Oh yeah, we have your support. But, you know, I think there's probably fair points that were made that doesn't make the decision wrong, but like maybe you didn't see certain angles to where you could have monetized Ice Lunch better or you could have done like is any of that I I'm less concerned with like what would you have done instead, but like did you talk to anyone and how how would you do it going forward?
0: Uh I did not really speak to anyone from a pure business standpoint like do you think this is a good tactical move, yeah. etc because to be honest, I felt like I knew what the right move was tactically. I spoke to a handful of people like yourself included, just Mm -hmm. from more of more of like a really just like a friendship angle, you know, just be like, this is about to be a really tough time. Like, you know, if there's something I'm kind of overlooking in terms of, uh, you know, me personally, or yeah. like, this is, you know, just, I, I guess it was more just so from a venting standpoint, it, w- right. it wasn't necessarily like I need help making this business decision. Like I've been running this for eight years straight. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm in the numbers every single day. I understand what makes us move. And I understand, you know, whether it's the culture we're trying to build here or whatever we're trying to build here. Like I, I think I have a good grasp on, I've always been able to see things long term. Like I'm Mm -hmm. always someone who five years ago, I was looking like, okay, in five years, how do I want this to look Mm -hmm. seven years ago? How do I want this to look in three years? And I feel like I've been pretty fucking good at doing that up Mm -hmm. to this point. And this just felt like another spot where that was going to be the case. And it's going to be something where like, there are probably a lot of people that have their opinions and are like, this was such a stupid move. And it's one of those things. It's like, it's a cop out, but it's like in three to five years, you can come talk to me. And if I'm in the wrong move, then yes, like, I'll let you know that you were right. And I was wrong. And like, there's nothing I could do at that point, but there's nothing, there's nothing in me that's like wavering. Like, ah, man, like I probably made a long-term fuck up here. You know, it's like, you're in a spot where you have, whether it's finite resources, finite energy, finite mental capacity, and you have to make decisions that are extremely fucking difficult. And I did that and really all I asked for from the people in my life was just like to make sure that I'm not being crazy here. Never felt like I was and never got a reaction like that from Mm -hmm. other people and more so just like support, you know, (laughs) just like check in on me, make sure I'm cool because I knew how hard it was going to be for for a few weeks. I think that was really the way I looked at it. Yeah.
1: I think it could be beneficial for creators to get into kind of a network of other creators to talk things through, you know, if you want to change strategies on editing styles all the way to changing platforms, stuff like that. And I I think that the creator probably knows what the right thing is, but sometimes we just don't, sometimes we don't even know what's out there.
0: I also think like, actually going back to that, now I think about it, I probably, I did speak to a few other people that were like business owners or in our similar vein, you know, in terms of like level wise. And you'll realize that like the normal, you know, level-headed people will never be like this is what I would do in this situation. They're right. always like you know what got you there. Like you will make the right decision for your business. You know, it's like it's going to be hard right now, but at the end of the day like you know what's right. You know what pushes you. You know what's going to make sure that you're in it for the long term XYZ. So I think that was like the business advice I got wasn't any sort of subjective business advice to like BDG. It was more just like from one owner to another, from one person to another like you, you know, like deep down, what's right. You mm-hmm. know what's wrong. You know what will be there for you at the end of the day. Yeah. So coming out of it, how do you
1: feel? How's everything internally? You feel like it's on to the next thing?
0: Honestly, I feel fun- like great. Yeah. I feel phenomenal. Like I feel uh, like I've gotten over the hump. I knew that after the whole situation happened, there would be this whole you know, chain of events that happened. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure exactly what they would be. I wasn't sure exactly how they would go in motion, but even things like, you know, that came out of left field where it's like bread Basket has animal and icon. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they're like one of my favorite yeah uh, channels for content. I'm like, this is crazy. They DM me beforehand and they were like, Hey, like, you know, we got to I don't know how much I want to put on there with all this yeah. stuff but like they they reached out to me beforehand and I was like okay it was I was like yeah like good for everybody that's involved here like right. I want good for everybody.
1: You're not once again you're not rooting against animal Nike at I any know. point. No yeah. no no no.
0: But it was just like things like that would continue to happen and every time just the nature of social media every new thing that happens is very like incendiary. Mm-hmm. It's very inflammatory. It's very oh let's like start this back up again cuz people yeah. are thirsty for yeah. it. Yeah. Um I think it gave me like a a good a great perspective on uh, most people on like social media, most people on the platform, most of them again do want transparency. They just do want vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people don't know what to think. I think a lot of people just take the opinions oh, of, of people, and I think most of the people that like jump in I think you're a fucking weirdo if you get into like the comment sections of people's TikToks and you're like commenting negatively about it yeah. and I'm I don't even mean just like related to BDG yeah. but if I go to other people's accounts th- that's the one thing I realize like we got a lot of hate over the last like 3 weeks obviously but if you go to anyone you admire on TikTok like someone that like you look up to someone that you've been following for a long time you go to any one of their videos you're going to see a bunch of negativity yeah. for no fucking reason yeah. and I'm just like okay there's just no you know it's either people that are crazy people that are really hurting in their own life or people that are like 15 or younger. Yeah. And I'm like, neither of those three categories I'm really going to concern myself about right now. You know, um, that's kind of the way I looked at it. It was more so trying to either not care or empathize with the people that are like in a negative space. Um, So I just wanted to make sure like everything died down a bit. And then I would kind of get back on there and get back to normal speed. Like the only thing we could do in that situation, again, not to make it more inflammatory was to put our head down and just work. Right. It's like, we're going to come out, do the content that we want to do, translate it onto TikTok, and you can keep commenting, but like eventually the likes will go down and you'll stop doing it. Cause you realize you don't actually care about the situation. Right, right. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now. And then I got on TikTok last week and just answered a bunch of like Q and a uh, that were like business related. And you could see as soon as I did that, Tide turned, like, immediately. And we still get... Obviously, we're going to get negative comments forever. Yeah, It'll always be a thing. But now it's, like, got to the point where you have people kind of, like, fighting back the negative comments. They're like, just get out of the comments section, you (laughs) fucking loser. No, this is actually dub dub content. You know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, yeah. You just realize how fickle everything on social media really is. Most people don't give a fuck. Most people, like, they, they just... I empathize with them again because they have so little going on in their lives that, like, they allow this kind of stuff to make up, like, 90% of their day. Yeah. It's like, man, I feel grateful that I have something that I...
1: Bizarre there's so many people out there. So many, dude. But also, I guess the counter to that is, like, there's one... Or there's like twenty comments, there's a hundred thousand views, and then there's like seven billion people. So it's really a finite amount of people who are like commenting that stuff, but it's what you see.
0: The normal people, like you would I would never go on to a random person's TikTok and then just start commenting shit. I probably drop fifteen comments like outside of on our personal yeah. outside of our personal or like business account, I probably comment maybe ten to twelve things on the TikTok platform a year, and like eight of them are on your TikTok, yeah. you know, and they're just which like are saying- negative comments. A lot. Uh, <laughs> not <mean. laughs> Just fucking <laughs> with me.
1: Uh, So my last question is, if this didn't happen on TikTok, right? The whole series, the whole personalities built, like you've mentioned. YouTube felt more level-headed if it happened on Twitter. Now, Twitter is just as trolly, and So I, is Instagram. Yeah. Do you think it was
0: the platform that kind of created this whole thing? Of course. The And I also, when I say, like, YouTube is more level-headed, I also come at that with a bias because right. I've built my platform. People on YouTube have known me for years and years and years. So, of course, they're going to, like, have my back and have, you know, a point of view that's more positive towards me. Mm-hmm. So I obviously see that and be like, that's the way I see things. So they're seeing it the same way. They're more level-headed course the, the nature of TikTok being a much younger platform is like like oh my god you fired someone you might as well have killed them it's like that's just not how the real world works you know that's, <laughs> yeah. it's not like an immoral or unethical decision that I made it just yeah. happened to be a shitty one in this yeah. situation yeah I mean the platform I don't want to say the platform itself like I mean the virality of the situation anytime there's like drama or gossip gets escalated on that platform whereas like it doesn't really happen on other platforms not anywhere to the level that it does on, right. on that but it it, it speaks to I don't think there's any like breaking news here It was just the way we built our audience was mm-hmm. through this piece of content in which the two people that were let go were yeah. very very front-facing and front focus in the content so I think it was just a natural progression to see that happen and you look at okay so we did like season one wild popularity season two by like halfway through it I think a lot of the guys in the office were kind of like checked out we didn't yeah. really like love doing it every single day mm-hmm. you can even see in the comments like the views were way down yeah, from where yeah. they were and people were like oh the series like fell off or whatever as soon as you take it away from them that's when they feel like they need to like regain their power right. be like, what the fuck? You can't take it away. Yeah. You can't take something that I didn't want to watch anyways. away from you know I me. Mean? So it's like, it becomes this bully mentality of them feeling like they have power over you because the platform gives you numbers as strength, you know? And it's like, that's another way of saying like, I don't feel like I have any control in my real life. So let me try to make something happen on this platform. I'm not happy in real life. So let me try to like pull you down on this platform. Cause it's the only platform I have, you know, at scale. So, just the, uh, I would say the nature of the platform plus us being on the platform, like the way that we built our audience mm-hmm. on the platform definitely didn't, uh, help the situation, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I'm answering these like in, in a way that makes any fucking sense, but
1: no, I think that
0: I'm still trying to like, yeah, I think that's, fine that's
1: line. life, which is there isn't a clear answer. It's not black and white. Like these yeah. are your best friends and they did great work for the company and the company wants to do different things. Like it's never as simple as, I mean, people are debating if Daniel Jones deserves X amount of dollars. It's not like, does he deserve zero or 40? It's yeah. like, it's, it's a very gray area. So is there anything else you want to say on the matter? Because I feel like you, this is probably it. And I mean, Th- of course, this does the,
0: feel like it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the last time yeah. addressing. it. Yeah. Um,
1: Would you ever want to work with Ike and, and Max again?
0: Dude, I, so I think a lot of what happened in this situation, too, got overblown to the point when you were like, I love those dudes, right? Yeah. But you were like, they were your best friends. Like, yeah. at no point were they ever my best friends, yeah. to be honest with you. And, and But they became, we became very close of through course. the bond that we had through BDG, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if I ever spoke to either of them in our entirety of high school. Gotcha. Like, that's how, when people are like, how do yeah, you know yeah, each yeah. other? It's like, we went to high school together they both graduated with my sister who was a couple years older. And then like five years down the line, animal got into the fantasy league with us, whatever. And and we became tight through the podcast and we did one podcast a week for a few years. Um, And then I decided to to hire them full time, Mm -hmm. which was like a 10 month span. So it wasn't like, there's a lot of like, Oh my God, they worked for you for like five years. And like, you guys are best friends. It was, and and this feels like me sounding salty. I know, but I just want to give context behind the situation. Yeah. So it's like Steve, like you met, have you, you met Steve, my best yeah, friend. Like yeah. he's my best friend in the world. Like best man at wedding type shit. You know, yeah. like best friend. So a lot of it, I feel like, got externally overplayed to the point where it's like this can't be undone because what you did was so vile. Right. And it's like I would love to go back to literally what we were doing before full time. Right. You know, like if we did once a week podcast, like I still want to do the draft. Yeah, that was all to say, like yeah. I would still love to do what we were doing in the capacity of what we were doing before we got into the office, right. the town get down vlogs were like some of our most popular content. People still like those dudes a lot. And and so do I. And I like the content yeah. they've always made for us, but that will obviously have to be a group decision, something that they want. Like mm-hmm. at that point, it's like, maybe they don't, maybe they're just like, ah, that's kind of like a, a bad part. Like maybe they ended the tenure here yeah. being like, I don't, really want to get back into there because it makes me feel shitty yeah. you know what i mean so i would understand that if, if that was the route but i would still love to do some pieces of content that we had been doing prior mm-hmm. i would still love to give them like the same platform that we have here that i've been giving them for a while like i would love to do that again so from my point of view absolutely no fucking hard feelings whatsoever yeah. for the future have As you to spoken ha- to them i don't remember the last time i spoke to them I think sexy text animals Sometimes think that's probably like the yeah. closest tie we have here. I would not. I'll, I'll put it this way. I would not feel if I had something to say. I would not feel uncomfortable texting either of them right, right now. But I. I don't think it's like a situation where I just want to like try to spark a friendship. Yeah. Right yeah. now, because of it's still. Yeah. Give them space. Still, yeah. It's still kind of like up in flux. Um, I would be surprised if our paths don't cross again at some point in the future.
1: <laughs> I have a good feeling on that. Too. Yeah.
0: So, no, nah, I mean, I haven't talked to them, but I talked to them after it happened because yeah. there was things within a week or two that I needed to talk right. to them about. Right. Um, I think Animal came in here to grab some of his stuff like a week later or mm-hmm. so, and I helped them bring his shit out to the car. There wasn't really anything said, right. you know, of, of any sort of like substance or depth. Yeah. It did feel like there was a, not a tension or like an awkwardness, just mm-hmm. like there were things that someone wanted to say something. I don't think either of us knew like what to say yeah. at that point. And it kind of just left, got left unsaid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I don't know how they feel about the situation right now. But they've moved on. They're, you know, they're working with Underdog now. So, I'm glad they got a, you know, good situation going on there. Um, So, it feels like everyone's kind of past the moment. Yeah. Um, So... All I have to say on the matter. All right, the therapy session is over. <laughs> we can talk about
1: other stuff well, now. Let me let me yeah. ask
0: you. I guess like because when we're in it, I don't. It's it's yeah. like it's basically like I walk in the office and there's just there's a, actually a mini tornado just going around right, the office right. all day for yeah. three weeks, and I'm like, all right, let's avoid the tornado. <laughs> let's also make sure it doesn't fuck everything else yeah. up over here. Outside perspective, because it it takes over our whole world. What does it look? What what like? Does it matter? Like, is it was it a thing? No, Does it, anyone o- care? it
1: obviously. I mean, I love like and animal. Like, like I enjoyed coming in here and hanging with them, and I still consider them friends. I don't text them. I don't really have contact with them. Uh, but like, yeah, if I saw them, I would say what's up. But from an outside perspective, I think you're attracted to the drama, the initial drama. Because, but I also knew it was coming, and so then for forty eight hours, you're like. If I'm on TikTok, it's all you're saying, Oh, you're
0: saying like you, you're yeah, attracted, for, like you are. Okay. Just, just I think man, like, I, the way it looked was like I'm so attracted. No, to no, like, no.
1: I, all you wanted to do was, I'm sure. it yeah. all, I mean, you deleted the app off your phone. So, yeah. you're everyone's attracted to the drama, but then the next day it's something new. And like you said, I think the inflammatory part's really, really strong. Like then they go to underdog, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing something or bread basket too. But yeah, I I was excited to see them take it what I felt like was the right way. Cause I've been in both positions. I I don't know if I've ever been let go technically, but like I've been at the top of snapback. I've been the bottom feeder and it's like to go and do your own thing essentially uh, is, is tough. So like that they started the podcast and they started working together and they started doing that. So I was like excited to see them do that. Cause you could have used, they could have easily sulked. And like at the end of the day, you still have your job, your business, and they're the ones that are kind of on the market. So I was excited for that. So, like, when they did Brad Basket, I was excited. When they're doing Underdog, like, I'm excited for them. But, yeah, at this point, like, it's past. Mm -hmm. Uh, No offense to anyone, like, but this drama isn't big enough that, like, anyone could really, really care about. So bigger next time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got to fire everyone. You got to quit. Like, that's the thing is I talk about this all the time. Like, no one cares about you. And once you kind of understand that, it's, it's a good feeling. You know, it's not a PR disaster. It's not a breaking brand relationships for any reason. So at the end of the day, it's like an unfortunate learning for both sides and, and now we're through it. And I, I think both sides are going to be better off this way. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, all right. So I asked you about TikTok cause I wanted to talk about now, once again, Joe Biden just passed a law that said TikTok could be banned any more panic button? Any more no, worry. Not would, from just a BDG, but, like, if you're a creator out there who's big on TikTok.
0: My – Steve was like, while this whole uh, – <laughs> while the whole thing was going down, Steve was like, yo, it would be amazing if I just banned TikTok yeah. right now. Like, the world would just forget about this <laughs> right, in a second. Right. Uh, okay, so I don't think – I think where they're at in that stage is, like, they can pass a – I don't know what the right word for it's not a law, but th- they can – go to the Senate or whatever and pass a vote that actually enables Biden to have the ability to ban the app or something like that. Yep. still feels like it's four steps away from being a practical choice. Yeah, It um, feels like there's momentum though. It feels it, like there's a little bit more momentum in I terms guess. of
1: like people are, are literally, I'll take it more holistic. The reason why I'm comfortable talking about the drama and acknowledging that is because what my feeling is with content right now is like, it's just, it's so bad. <laughs> like it's so low quality. Yeah. It's the worst stuff that works. I mean, you look at the Snapchat shows, it's like all this clickbait, terrible stuff. And I'm not even talking about editing styles, which we've talked about before. And there's these rumors that the Chinese TikTok or whatever it's called is high quality information through video content. And that the Chinese are are fixing our algorithm to be low quality, drama filled, unhelpful type content. And if that's really the case, like that can affect millions and billions and of people in the United States for generations. Uh, it's like it feels like you're getting dumbed down. Do you enjoy spending time on TikTok? The app, not recently, and I love TikTok, but now I'm like, oh, this is it's here's, so here's bad. Here's
0: here's one of the takeaways I have from that as well. And I'm yeah. not trying to be like a TikTok yeah. hater, but when you know I made the announcement video, whatever, like 24, 48 hours later, I was like, I'm just gonna delete the app off my phone. Yeah. Didn't re-download it for like two weeks, probably three weeks, right. whatever. When I got back onto it, not even like BDG aside, yeah. Nick Ercolano aside, I was just like, man, my life was literally like significantly better when I was not wasting my time scrolling on this app. I realized just how much dumb shit you just go to. And now that I'm like back on it sometimes, yeah. I'm just sitting there like I literally can't get off this app, even though I don't give a fuck about the really? things that are in front of my face. Yeah, it's just hard to find
1: good it. content on TikTok right now. And look, this is in general. Like, I don't. I mean, you don't watch anything. But Kendrick Perkins got in a fight with JJ Redick yesterday on First Take, and it was over a race thing. And Nikola Jokic should he really be the MVP? And and Redick's like shooting it down. And and, and Redick's like, look, I love the opportunity to be here. I love, but like. This is garbage. Like, you're just saying that that the best player in the NBA is only winning the MVP because of... And it's just gotten like, the cancel culture, the clickbait. It's a lot. And it's why I continue to go back, and I'm like, Pat McAfee is so fucking good because he doesn't need any of this. And I think if you're a creator out there, I, my belief right now is you got to play the system and the algorithm because that's the only way you'll get viewership and gain momentum, but... Stick to what you want to do. Like longevity, the longevity, do, the longevity exactly. will
0: only come from like doing what's real to you. Exactly. You know what and I mean? and
1: that's a life lesson. Like yeah. being a good person over ten years, at the end of the day, you will win. The person because all the grifters in crypto and mm-hmm. all the right, they made a lot of money. They lost twice
0: as much and now they don't have jobs. And that like that that's why I've always that's why I felt okay during this entire situation. Cause yeah. like I don't feel like I did anything that was not me. It's like everything I did was just my gut, my instinct. And it's like, that's what I've been doing for 10 years. No Mm -hmm. reason to feel like it was putting me in a wrong direction where I feel like nowadays, I don't even know if most people like know direction they're going or know if what they're doing is even like true to themselves. You know what I mean? Like, You're just, like, doing things. It's like, okay, maybe I'm doing this because I like it. Maybe I'm doing it because I feel like the algorithm will like it. Maybe Mm -hmm. people will leave positive comments. But, yeah, I I think we're going to see a big swing of the pendulum over the next, like, couple years back to where we were so excited about, like, short-form content, vertical content. But I do feel like it's becoming – a, a bit detrimental to you know the overall content landscape mindsets. I, I think in ten years we're gonna look back and be like TikTok ruined a, a yeah. generation of, of fucking brains <laughs> yeah. to begin with. Like I, people are for sure getting dumber, and I, I just don't think people can speak for themselves anymore on that platform. They just like do what they think will get the most likes. They do yeah. what you know all that kind of stuff. Nothing groundbreaking that we haven't talked about before on this. I think one of the other things during the situation when I was like I need to just put my head down and work. It's actually, you know, you came in, you're like, I didn't realize you were like a Falcons fan like that because I was getting fired up about Lamar. I've been like slowly kind of loving football and like free agency Uh -uh. and college football. Like Uh -uh. everything, yeah, like I'm back in my bag a little bit (laughs) right now. It was kind of a beautiful thing to like get away from just the idea of content in general. And it got me back to like what my first passion was and why i got into content to begin with and i was like this is kind of nice this is
1: wild it was i was only the last able to focus months all you t- like i hate fantasy football i hate this i hate this and now you're like it's refreshing
0: but yeah because like i took a break from everything so i didn't have fifty thousand things to focus on right. like literally i just came in here and i was like these are like this four things you got to do every single day i'm gonna do what i have to do every day yeah. and that's it that's what will get us through this don't worry about thinking of new ideas don't worry about like doing 95 mm-hmm. different things right now I'm going to go back to the basics, the foundation of like what got us here in the first place. And I wasn't thinking about money and I wasn't thinking Mm -hmm. about growing. I wasn't thinking about scaling. I was literally like, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter right now. I'm just doing the work. You know what I mean? Like, and that made me feel so like good and rejuvenated Mm -hmm. again. And I'm like, I almost want to turn this into a football podcast. Yeah. Free agency period has been... (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> I've been having so much fucking fun. Yeah. Even if Lamar Jackson's a fraud and has not come to Atlanta.
1: He's not a fraud, but he's not coming to Atlanta. Unfortunately, it sounds like he's staying with the Ravens. I was ready to jump ship. I'm not gonna lie. Were
0: you yeah? It, it, I was ready to jump ship when we didn't get him. My We're new done with the bullshit.
1: <laughs> my new thing in general is like sports fans, I I don't want to go into it, but
0: Oh now you don't like sports. No, I've lo- I love <laughs> I love
1: sports. And sometimes I wish I could I could just watch sports and enjoy the moment. But it's really, now, what you do, dude? No, all now you do is watch sports. Well, all right. So that that's actually an interesting topic. So I posted my story about how I was taking a vacation last week, which is my first week long vacation and and however long. And people were like, dude, you were just at Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. All Star, <laughs> and I, you know, I was trying to explain, it's a dream job. I would rather do absolutely nothing else, but it is still work. Like. Yes, I got to have a beer and bet on, you know, the first touchdown score at the Super Bowl. But we also had to do a food review, get the note, get content posted, record the right things, tweet, put, you know, plan for the week. We took 100 meetings during the week. It's exhausting because you are still working. So I think like that is something for creators, too, that you know, you feel like you could be doing more, especially if you're doing something that you want to do, but know that like it is all work just because you enjoy your job. You know, I, I think it makes you better than others if you can enjoy the work you're doing.
0: I also think there's something to, I was hanging out with someone the other day, like last weekend. It was someone new that I just met and they were talking about how they're not, they like what they do for work. They're not necessarily, they were a really passionate person. Mm-hmm. And I was like surprised that they hadn't found something that they like built their passion around, you know, but they're like, I, I enjoy my work. Like, it's fine. I'm not passionate about it, but I have like a lot of other passions in my life, right? Yeah. Like, it's like they own a dog and they're like so happy to just take it out every day. And like all that, they travel a lot and they do all this kind of stuff. And it like made me think, cause I'm, we're so wrapped up in this world where our passions bleed into our work and it's like 24 seven for us, but it's also Okay, to understand like what you are passionate about, and I think we have this culture where it's like if you're passionate about something, you have to make it your job, you have to make it your life. You have to. It's like it's okay. Like in the same sense that you might not be passionate about your job, but you have ten things outside of it that you're passionate about. We might have, you know, we might be really passionate about our job, which we're spending eight to ten hours a day Mm -hmm. on, and then outside of that, it's like I don't know how many things you know that I'm really like fired up about when I step out of the office. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think I think it's like okay to look at both things. I think there's a, a fine balance between filling up your tank work-wise filling up your tank relationship-wise filling up your tank like all these different aspects but I just think the idea of always trying to find something that you are passionate about is really really important long term like if you're not passionate about work but then you go home and you're like not doing shit you know you're not trying to find hobbies you're not trying to find friendships that like inspire you if you're not trying to find those things then it's problematic but I think no matter how you like get it any way you live it right like get it from any angle if you can but I've been thinking more and more about the idea of that like as I'm trying to get a better like work-life balance I've realized through this entire situation Mm -hmm. is like at the end of the day, if I'm not in work, like what do I have? I have the people around me that's really it. So it's like those things become more important to me. It's like maybe I empty this tank a little bit, put it more into there, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think when I look back on it in 10 years, I think there will be things that I regret and none of them will be work related. Right. I think they'll all be personal related. Mm-hmm. I think they'll all be relationship related. Like I've given up relationships for this. Yeah. Maybe not explicitly being like, we have to break up because I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> but in in a, in a way, it becomes a subconscious part of who I am. It's like, I'm always putting my energy first towards these things. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like you're always going to be on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And it might not be a conscious choice that I make. It might not be something I say to the person. But like, I think that's kind of who I've become at this point that I don't allow the other parts of my life to be expanded and and be more uh, impactful to me. And that's like a conscious choice that I want to change and and move forward with, especially coming off of this situation. So what are the next –
1: oh, actually a question I'm curious about because I've been thinking a lot about money recently.
0: Talking to the right dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know – just in general, like what the last few years have been, which mm-hmm. was this NFT market, the inflation money was was free, like money wasn't real almost. And then the layoffs started to happen because people grew too quickly, scaled too quickly. And like things seemed to be coming back down to earth. Then I watched the big short on the plane the other day and I'm Got like you worried. It's just like, it feels like maybe we hit the bottom, but also maybe we're not even remotely close. And I'm not asking for you to like make a prediction on the economy. I'm more so asking through two and a half months almost, what have you seen in the market uh, as like a creator, right? They're trying to get to full time with, with stuff going, you know, budgets, marketing spend going up and down all the time. Like, what are you saying just from your own perspective? Or, like, do you guys not even waver with the markets because? Yeah, you make I, don't, money I don't think
0: we a- really waver with the markets much. Um, not like economically. I don't think anything we do is so substantial economically. Like, no products or services we offer are mm. high price point. I think if you're a business that relies on like bringing in 10 to 15 customers a year that pay $10,000, right. you know, for, for your product or something, if you're a consultant or something like that, like those are realistic numbers, yeah. I think that you might see a problem. Right. But if we're talking about, $10 products, $25 products, we haven't necessarily seen a dip in anything negotiating with partners or sponsors mm-hmm. haven't really seen a dip in anything. But I also think it goes back to like the core of who we are and what our businesses and what every good creator should aspire to do is put out really fucking good content. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, if you put out really high quality, great content that's valuable to people, everything else is going to work. Maybe you make a little bit less money during a down period, but like no one's going to forget about you. If your content is free, people are going to hang around anyways. If it's that good, they're always going to hang around with you. So I think you should be approaching it the exact same fucking way you've been approaching it when it was good, when it was mediocre, before you were making money doing it anyways. Like if your head is not in it, you're going to lose regardless of what fucking market you're in. So I think the concern for people out there, the creators, should not be the market. If you're, I, I'm going to be honest, like if you're worried about the market, you're you're already losing. Like mm-hmm. you're already worried about the wrong thing. I don't think I've ever seriously once sat down and be like, man, we might be in trouble because the economy or the market. Interesting. I would. I, I think I'm. I'm like, we're going to be in trouble because our content sucks right now, or we don't have a clear direction, or we don't have a clear future, or like I don't like the way our product's being made right mm-hmm. now. It would never be an external validation because the internal shit takes care. It. It's like your body and your health, bro. Like if you're taking care of the internal shit, you're not worried about like. A fucking scab that you have on your knee you know what I'm like if you're taking care of yourself mm-hmm. from a health standpoint you know that you're going to be fine long term you know that's the way I look at business too it, it's an inside out thing it, it, I think it always is and it always will be for people that are like really about this life like you should only focus on what's going on internally that will always reflect itself externally
1: yeah we, we've taken time to scale recently like I think we had big fast goals. And I'm like, let's be more particular just cause that's kind of how I've always done it. And I think over time, cause people got so excited by the fundraising and all that stuff. And I'm very happy that we did not do that. almost got caught
0: up in it too. Yeah. I look back and I'm like, no need, yeah. <laughs> no need.
1: Yeah. 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 It was just, a, it was a crazy time. And I think like staying consistent throughout it is, is vitally important. Creating good content is vitally important. Um, sticking with who you are is vitally important. I'm going to call the next two years what I anticipate as like the real businesses. When there was a lot of foo foo shit that could like fly, like I, there was. I there agree, was
0: and and when you say that, because like I I wholeheartedly agree with that. There's not even like an inkling of doubt in my mind that yeah. When when the tidal wave comes and washes out and mm-hmm. then goes back to sea, like yeah. I'm still going to be standing. Yeah, there. like I'm still going to be. On and board.
1: I I think what maybe this will help the audience understand is from my perspective, and tell me if I'm wrong, the TikTok followers feel like the the fake metric numbers. To, uh, not every single one, but the, the core are useful. But it's those exterior ones that don't matter. Because like, when I think about the real, what I'm saying by the real businesses is like underdog comes to us and they're like, all right, bring us users, not just like post this. And if we get users, like mm-hmm. bring us users, we can do that. If if Seeky comes to us and says like, y- we need you to sell tickets, not just create content and slap a logo on it. Like we need, we can do that because we have real users that we've created good content for that trust us, that believe in us. And that's what I think the next so like, you know, on the Snapback sports side I'm very confident. Now on the agency side, I think we're gonna weed through some shit of like some of our creators I are agree. just they got vanity numbers. Can they can they sell merch
0: or not? Right. Do you, are do you are you nervous and be honest, are you nervous at all like with the market economically with you guys? Snapback for Snapback sports, not sports? the agency.
1: No, no, uh, no, we're locked into some stuff, which, which also was another thought I had, which was like in the moment with underdog, you know, when we were deciding on the length and the terms of our deal, like the market was so hot, we were like, Oh, we're going to be able to get this from someone else. And then we can renegotiate after the year. And we might right now be locked into a deal that we wouldn't be able to get right now. So I feel pretty good. We're, I mean, we're not nervous about any of that stuff. I think that I just want to be more careful. Like I don't want to grow
0: too big. And then I I do think the next couple years will be big for you guys in terms of like being focused. Yeah, I think you need to have like a few things that you're super serious about, and like have those be the pillars and the foundations of what your brand is going to be for the next five, ten years. Yep. You know, I I don't know what those look like. That's obviously something you guys have to choose in terms. No, we
1: we like. We're shooting a lot of shots right now, and now we got to like staff up behind it and and execute on them. But I'm I like I like testing it, like kind of testing it first. You guys have always been like a big
0: testing brand. Yeah, you? like you've been yeah. testing for we years. Do a and million you're like you're
1: always, things. Right. Yeah. Uh, so YouTube's our next big test. You know, we invested five grand today into the videos. We're gonna hire a YouTube editor specifically for this. We'll have three YouTube videos a week coming out now. Um, cause that's where I think, you know, to dominate you, I got to get on YouTube. I hope (laughs) hope you do. (laughs) No, I, I just, you know, I see stuff on snap where their show platforms, like they've taken a hit CPMs are lower. It's more competitive there. It's just becoming more competitive.
0: Actually, something I did want to bring up as it relates to platforms. So YouTube shorts started monetizing. Yes. And there was this entire buildup of like, this is going to be a game changer, you know, People aren't really going to create as much on TikTok if they're getting paid over here on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of the numbers coming out about like being paid for. YouTube I'll shorts. just I'll
1: just get out in front of this. You cannot monetize short form content. It's not possible. Even on Snapchat, which is short form, you still need three to four minute shows. You can't stick 15 second ads. You're not making
0: any money advertising wise on YouTube via shorts.
1: Right. It's so bad. And you didn't on TikTok, which is why the creator fund didn't work. You didn't on Spotlight on Snap. The only reason you did it was because they threw a crazy amount of money at it. And now you don't make a dollar on Spotlight. All these short form platforms, in my opinion, are for awareness and distribution purposes. You must convert them to
0: long form content. I feel like I always thought that way. And then I started to change my mindset a little bit and I didn't have like a hard stance on it because yeah. we were still new to being popular on the short form content. So I wasn't able to make my mind up on like, hmm, is this a real longevity play for us? Sorry. I mean,
1: ads against short form. Can you monetize TikTok and Instagram reels for sure through through repetition and brand deal and stuff like that. You mean ads. But okay. yeah, you can't run ads. It's just, it doesn't make sense because the only way you're going to make, you got to get. Yeah. Th- if, if, if
0: like, because ads are so not native to your content. Right. And now they're taking up like 15% of the content itself. Whereas like a YouTube ad read might take up one forty fifth. Like if we put a 60 second ad read in the middle of this, that would have been a fucking perfect plug right there. <laughs> if we actually had that. Uh, it would take up one fifty second of exactly. the entire thing that no one would really give a shit. Exactly, but you, when it's fifty two seconds and you're putting a right. 10 second ad read in, you're fucked. It's, a, it, it's, it's bad content. It's bad content. So yeah, that that's my feeling. Now it doesn't mean stop
1: creating short form content because I think there is no better time to you know gain viewership and gain momentum than right now with short form. But you can't bank on the YouTube Shorts program monetization. Like, so dude, how do
0: you how do you think is the best way to go about capturing that lightning in a bottle. You know, like you have all the eyeballs on the, obviously the way to grow in terms of awareness and if you if you're obsessed with having a big number next to your follower account, you're doing that on TikTok, YouTube mm. Shorts, IG Reels, whatever the case may be, how do you go about pushing that into something meaningful? How do okay. you go about converting uh, yeah. them to, you know, YouTube to I'll get, whatever I'll you're give passionate you, about?
1: Well, I'll give you like the there's an answer for every person. So, how can you convert short form content to making money? Uh, Drewski, right? Puts out 60-second TikTok videos, 60-second reels, builds up an audience that knows him for comedy, does live shows, does appearances, hosts the red carpet for a fanatic Super Bowl party, does appearance fees, starts getting equity in fan control football. Uh, like, he didn't even need long-form to do that just because it made him a comedian. That that, right? that I
0: understand. Like, the monetization yeah. point of it. I get. Like, if you're an entertainer, yeah. there's no better platform than the vertical ones. And no, but I'm going to give you other
1: short-form content. Start making long-form YouTube, but use the short-form content to drive back capture the best 60 seconds of it that fits the platform and then what may and but then is, has
0: there been a real successful way to pull those people in like for instance big content tiktok versus yeah. youtube we've been far more successful on tiktok eyeballs awareness yeah. easily has, have any of them come over to the youtube channel probably a very small amount i'm, uh, I'm asking if I there are really I, any successful so, tactics here. so no i'll give you a, a very
1: specific tactic if we had a guest on and then there's a 60-second clip that goes viral, and it's like, go watch the, the rest of the interview. Do you
0: think it is just— I think that converts. You think it's just clipping I know that the best parts and, like, going clickbaity with it? I, not clickbaity, but, like— No, no, no. You pull, the, you pull the best parts of it. You pull the best parts, and then you also, like, leave them— It is—I guess not clickbaity, but I feel like most of the ones that pull me into the longer form are always, like, fuck, Oh, that was a good story for 60 seconds, but I needed to see— Second number sixty three in it.
1: Interesting. No, I think like the the Kelsey podcast, like I didn't watch it what I didn't watch the long form one one time, Mm -hmm. but I know that people like saw it, it reminded them to go watch. It reminded them to go listen. And you're just you're renting headspace. That's really what it is. It's something we learn with Snapback Kitchen too. is like people gotta see this stuff hundreds of times a month. And the more they see it, the more likely they are to go and watch. Mr. Beast, I've watched Mr. Beast videos because some of his stuff has like gone viral. And I'm
0: like, yeah, but he, that's why I mean like he was YouTube first though. Like he was long form first. There's a lot of people getting popular through vertical first and then want to push people to the long form. And I question how difficult it really is to be able to do that because at the end of the day,
1: well, now you have a platform to it's, make the things it's, it's go more too, viral.
0: No, the, the reason it's so difficult is because it's a different product to your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Long form content. People are like, I want to see a 30 seconds clip. If you're like, no, I got a 30 minute clip. It's like, that's not what they want. That's not what they're doing on the platform. So in the same vein that we were just talking about how putting a 10 second ad read into your 60 second video is bad business. It's not that much different. It's a different version. It's lower on the spectrum, but it's on the spectrum. You are you are essentially doing an ad read for your own yeah, product. Your own. And it's similar to what you're already but doing. but What if but you I think put out good so YouTube difficult. content? What if the ad read that you're doing is for a great fucking product? No one cares.
1: You're saying really? You think if I don't you know. start a short form creator starts it. putting out
0: good long form stuff, you don't think that people would then go and watch? I think there will be some, but I'm 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 curious as to like how many real successful examples there have been of people building a vertical audience first and then actually converting that vertical audience over to the long form not like we built youtube first Mm -hmm. then we have this whole backlog of success on there easier to bring people over i just i don't know how many examples there really are of that and i think it's an extremely difficult thing to do and you almost need to operate them as two different businesses interesting I don't know. I think...
1: Uh, so then maybe your advice would be don't do short form.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure where it leads us. Yeah. I, I don't envy the people that need to blow up through TikTok right yeah. now is I guess how I would end this. Yeah. But I think that probably is your best route. I think... And most of them do eventually end up elongating the platform. Like, I, I think there's a 10-minute upload on TikTok now. People will be like, I'm not watching a 10-minute video. But I also think that's probably your best chance of building a real audience on there because yeah. there will be people that watch it even mm-hmm. if it's smaller but it's the same thing with youtube like you got to start from the ground and yeah. build it up one person at a time 10 people at a time 100 people at a time there you have built something meaningful but i question you know 10 20 30 seconds at a time and there are tiktok creators that i love that do short form content um but if they're like hey my new podcast out today I'm, I'm gonna be like mm, don't love you that much yeah you know what i mean even if i know if they're like this is the best fucking video i've ever done i'm like i don't care well
1: okay but what if it's like what if it actually is better content than what they are currently making? That's the jump. It's like most people will go from short form to a podcast. And it's like, what makes your podcast
0: unique? Uh, I mean, that's, there's no difference between going short form to a podcast and a YouTube. That's just a lazy route.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think if you went like Alex Earl, right. She's Would dominated she a short form. No, no, no. I'm saying if she started putting out quality vlog content, Do you think people would watch? Because she started vlogging, but I don't know if she... I... But it feels like a lot of people won't take, like, the drop-off, right? They won't accept that they get 100,000 views on TikTok, so they get 1,000 on YouTube. They're like, oh, whatever, I'll just go
0: back to TikTok. I think she'll probably be successful, but I also, like, caution... I think two things. Like, she's so hot that, like, I think anything where she's in front of the camera is probably going to be successful. Also, she's so successful on TikTok that I don't, okay, all right. so I don't like think so, measuring the success this? is worthwhile.
1: Well, could you create uh, fantasy football content, short form, and then make it long form?
0: Yes. And I know a lot of creators in the TikTok space. I'm saying go have from, like 200,000 TikTok yeah. followers and 2,000 YouTube subscribers. Yeah. Like the the gap is so wide. Yeah. The gap is so wide. It's just it's Dude, such a are hard they leap.
1: putting in uh, the correct amount of effort
0: on? Do, that's that's probably where I, not. And YouTube is a long game. It's like TikTok right, is that's so what easy I mean. to blow that's up quickly. What I mean. To the fact that like I don't know, I, I'm 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 not sure. So I guess the
1: advice would be have a little self awareness. If you know that the initial success of TikTok or YouTube Shorts is going to kill your kind of stick with itness, right? So like for for Snapback, for example. We have half a million subscribers. I've admitted a hundred times. They're probably mean nothing right now. If we put out a long form video,
0: it means something. (laughs) If we something to some people, (laughs) how
1: close are you? You got there. We're like,
0: yeah, we'll get it soon. Probably.
1: Um, If, if we, but we don't make a dollar off YouTube because we're not monetized. But also if we did long for right now, they'd probably get a thousand views. Right. But I know this now, but I'm saying we're hiring a video editor and I know this is a luxury, but I'm saying I'm going to put out 150 videos on YouTube, have the thumbs correct, have the titles correct and promote them correctly. Treat them like a product drop, right. For the next 52 weeks.
0: Okay. So how do you, coming how, from how do you sure. plan on promoting them? How do you plan on doing? It? I'm assuming you're. We'll gonna promote use...
1: from our existing platforms, but we'll also take the best moments, cut them into YouTube
0: Shorts, cut them into TikToks, and hopefully within pe- those, though, where you're going to be like at the end, you're going to put a little screen like three to five seconds to say like, Not check e- out the. YouTube I don't or even know, know if we will. It. Yeah,
1: I don't think we will. You're gonna like I think...
0: pin a comment, top comment, or you can't pin, I guess, on TikTok. But like, also, yeah. why the fuck did they stop doing? Yeah, it? weird. Yeah, it's like full. No, I
1: I think it'll just be like uh, people, you know, we'll get a logo, we'll get like people will start to see it more and more and then they'll find intrigue and then we'll do our snapback Mondays again. And that should, yeah.
0: we'll see though. Like, well, I, I wonder but if maybe af- over a two year period, it does really, really work, but right. everything is just so fast paced on these platforms that it's right. hard to actually like all see right. what's working. If, and what's if not. we
1: put out 150 videos over the next year, what do you think we could get to view wise? If I told you the content's going to be really good,
0: really good content.
1: It'll be pretty general. Like, it'll just be sports and culture and entertainment. and.
0: My instinct tells me that, oddly enough, the way to grow on YouTube is to go more niche. I think, like, almost every YouTuber that, like, really finds a foothold is through being, like, an expert on one category. Um, That being said, though, this might be one of those things where it's, like, exponential. It's, like, very few can make it happen, but the ones that do blast off right. so i don't want to like choose it's not black and white yeah, obviously yeah. I, I can't choose one way or another i do think that you have but like if brand we set recognition a goal
1: if we set a goal like per video views be, yeah. 150 videos
0: yeah. what would you be excited about if i told you that like you'd have ten thousand consistent views every youtube video after 150 yeah like it was like a thousand at that for the first 20 it was a thousand right. for next 20 two thousand yeah you know, it went up incrementally yep. that way would you be happy with ten thousand per video. Long term no
1: cuz I think we got to get more into like a 50 to 100,000. How long will 150 videos take? 2 years? A year uh a I mean it should be a year. Okay. A year, year and
0: a half. I yeah. think that's I think I realistically think that's a f- like a phenomenal goal. Yeah. If after a year or a year and a half you have 10,000 consistent viewers on right. YouTube on like longer form video, that's a really sh- core strong fan base. Yeah. Um, okay. you probably underestimating how powerful that that could be right there by itself. Yeah. Uh, I think 10,000 is a really good goal to shoot for. The only thing
1: we have, which is such like a mind fuck is when we did our Madden series uh, during, in the middle of COVID. Now there was no competition and no one was making content. We were doing like 10,000 a video. So we've gotten there and this should be bigger in theory this but it also
0: matters like what you know what the message is you're trying to project. Yeah. Like I want 10,000 people to leave my videos feeling or thinking what? Yeah. And if you can deliver that, if you felt like through your Madden yeah. series, you were at the end of the hour, 40 minutes, yeah. whatever, you delivered on the message that you wanted people to walk away with, the feeling that you wanted them to have when they left the video, yeah. and that was that. I think that's successful. But if you're just like, ah, this one like piece of content we did, I'm excited about because it got the views. No, but like you might right, be right. trying to go in a different direction with your company where it's like, now we want all these to be vlogs and we want people to be like, ah, I'm falling in love with Jack's personality right, or right, something right. like that. Different way to look at it, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. We're going to entertain, educate and showcase. So we're going to showcase stadiums, arenas, the experience, all that stuff through entertainment. But then you'll also be educated if you want to go to that game. So that'll be, like, the vlog stuff. We'll do reacts content. Uh, We'll do our live uh, video game stuff. But I'm excited because we got to get in that mindset of where you, like. I'm excited for you guys. I think you're
0: going to learn a lot. I think it's going to be tough, but I think that's what, like, makes you way better in the long run. And um, this
1: is, this is my belief that like, yeah, we spent five grand on, on video equipment, but we're spending, you know, a full salary on a YouTube editor. That's a big initiative. So
0: don't know. Uh, yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm excited for it. And if we fail, then, you know,
0: I mean, that's, yeah. Like you're not going to, it's not gonna be a failure. It only yeah, will learn the way you through, look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever you build as a base, like you still, you could take that with you in a year yeah. and a half. Maybe yeah. you're getting 3000 views per video. It's right. like, okay, we can do whatever we want with 3000 views. Yeah. And continue to you know push on that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't like, I would, I would more so get down the process that you're having, how you like, and and you'll learn like, as you're going through the videos, you know, you'll learn like, this is probably the best structure of the videos that we want. We want to have this very, you know, cyclical and and a routine in the videos that, so people know what they're expecting when they show up every time. I think that could be the one thing like you guys like to test and experiment a lot. I think if every single video is just like wildly different, yeah, that's very, you know, and I've talked about my opinion on this. I think lifestyle content is earned with your audience. You know what I mean? Like people want value. They want quick hits of value. And if everything is just about, like, you and everything is about, like, oh, like, look at what I'm doing, et cetera, yeah. you might have a hard time, like, grabbing people and having them for the long run. Yeah.
1: Oh, we want to, uh, we'll do a QA and a next week. We will, but we we do want to put out that we're looking for an editor. You want to do that in the Discord?
0: Uh, yeah, we'll put it on. I don't know how many people watch after an hour and five minutes, but uh, we will be looking for a full Length editor for these videos are not very difficult. We're just sitting here, obviously, talking. So, we need like a YouTube editor and then vertical.
1: Yeah, we got to figure that out too. Okay.
0: So, if anyone's interested in doing YouTube edits for this, you're a fan of the podcast and want to help us out, email either of us, nick at bdge.co
1: you Got the com Damn, you paid, I think it costs like three grand. We yeah. didn't do it for two years, and then uh, our email started ending up in spam. Uh yeah. what was
0: your email? Was it dot C O? Yeah. <laughs> BDG.com. I'm pretty sure I reached out. I'm I think it was like 25 grand. Yeah. I'm just like, what does this BDG even mean? Right. I'm like this is bullshit that you did, What is it? Uh so I'm not sure who owns it, but there is a uh company on the stock market, BDGE. Okay. I'll never forget like one of the f- when I thought of the name, it was like the first thing I did was type in BDG on Google and saw it was like a stock market company, and I was like no, like I'll never be able to be on this stock market. <laughs> I was like, it was like Bridge Corp, Bridge, you, some fucking you. bullshit. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we need an editor, so reach out to either of us. Or comment down below. Join the Discord, all that kind of stuff. Welcome, Mike. Never missing an episode again.